The season is just under a couple weeks away. So on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to give a full recap of the offseason for the Cardinals, talking about why hiring Jeff Brom was the best case scenario for the program. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. The season is just under three weeks away for the Louisville Cardinals when they open up the year against Georgia Tech down in Atlanta on September 1st. But with the season that close, I wanted to take a look back. Uh, It's been a very eventful offseason for the Cardinals, so I wanted to have a a full breakdown. I wanted to talk about why this offseason and hiring Jeff Brom was a best-case scenario for the Louisville Cardinals for a handful of different reasons, from program morale, job security, uh, addressing the transfer portal, roster retention, recruiting, etc. So um, I guess to really explain why this was a best-case scenario for Louisville, you have to sort of rewind back to the end of 2022, more specifically the end of December, I'm sorry, the end of November, uh, beginning of December, before Scott Satterfield took the job at Cincinnati. Louisville heading into year four, Um, it seemed like this was going to be a prove-it year for Louisville. The Cardinals had to win, I think for me, coming into the season last year, it was Louisville had to win at least six games. They had to get bowl eligible. For me, they had to win seven. And it started out pretty rough. I know that recruiting for Scott Satterfield had really started to pick up um, in the summer months, actually before that, when Pierce Clarkson had committed heading in or then heading into the summer months, um, it continued along its trajectory, and Louisville was recruiting at a level that we had never seen them recruiting at before. And there was a lot of hype built around the program, but I remember saying that the results had to come. And when Louisville lost that game against Syracuse and then turned around week three and lost to Florida State and then ended up losing to Boston College, well, it seemed like all of the air in the balloon had been let out, the balloon had been deflated, and it seemed like we were on a collision course with the Cardinals having another head coach in 2023. And then Louisville started to turn it around. They got a victory against Virginia. They won against Pittsburgh. They upset Wake Forest, took down NC State, beat James Madison, ended up losing to Kentucky. And... um at 7-5, and five, I think that the result sort of had a lot of Louisville fans feeling trapped 
because they felt like, well, he just won seven games and the program really turned it around at the back back half of the season. But we don't really believe that he's the guy for the job or what we've seen from the offense. I think defensively speaking, a lot of people were like, okay, if we can see this defense moving forward, who knows? But the offensive struggles that began week one and never really got cured, people were feeling a little bit uneasy about that. And that might be underselling it. You know, questions about scheme, fits, and everything else, they never went away, right? So I think that Louisville fans were in a weird situation. The program is in a weird situation. And don't take this as a shot at the Scott Satterfield coaching staff. It's not. I appreciate everything that they did. They left the program better than when they found it. So very, very appreciative. However, for one reason or another, some people didn't like the whole issue with South Carolina a couple years ago. Um, others didn't necessarily like how the team played Kentucky every year and how they didn't really view it as a rivalry game, or at least it seemed on the field. Or maybe you just weren't a fan of the offense or a fan of the defense. You maybe just didn't feel like Scott Satterfield was the guy. And it was pretty much going to happen that Scott or Scotterfield, Scott Satterfield was going to get a fifth year at Louisville. That was pretty much set in stone until he took the job at Cincinnati. Cincinnati had to pay Louisville to get Scott Satterfield. And I don't think that there has been one fan that I've seen personally, whether it be on social media, in person, calling into radio, the people that I've talked to, I don't think there's one fan that was really ever sad about Satterfield leaving. Now, I think that some were tolerant of him and waiting to see what he was going to do in year five. I thought that that's where I was at. You know, year five, we were going to see, okay, I even had, I think the one of the more recent episodes right before he left was that, okay, here's why Scott Satterfield is going to come back in year five. And I, I was feeling a little bit optimistic because of the schedule, because of how recruiting was going, and, you know, so on. But, I mean, I think we were on a year-to-year basis, right? Um, it was going to be determined, and even if Louisville had a great year, who knew if Satterfield was going to leave? So I think that, number one, hiring Brom, when Louisville hired Brom, it was a complete no-brainer for the Cardinals. Complete no-brainer. Number one is because this fan base has been – looking desperately for a coach that will come here and be a lifer and be a person that's not going to leave. Uh, you know, I understand Louisville is a stepping stone job. It is. Petrino went to Atlanta. Charlie Strong went to Texas. It's not a top program. But the hope for Louisville fans that we've had on a perennial basis, is to find that coach that will want to make us a top program like Dabo Sweeney made Clemson. And I think that that was the hope, and that's why so many people were upset with Brom not taking the job back in 18, was that we felt back then that Brom could be that person for Louisville. Well, now, when the job came open, it was a no-brainer. You go out and you get a coach that, who knows, he may go elsewhere one day. There's no way of knowing that. But if you were to ask me to tell you who is one candidate that would be the closest thing to a, a lifer 
I'd say it was Jeff Brom for obviously multiple reasons, ties to the city, played at the university, ties to the university, etc. So you have that. And then the program morale did a complete 180 because really no matter that the Cardinals had a great end of the year last year, they still lost to Kentucky. And it wasn't a, I mean, it was better than past performances, but it wasn't a, it wasn't an inspiring performance. I know that Malik Cunningham was hurt, but Kentucky still beat Louisville and um, they did it by double digits once again. So the air in that balloon continued to deflate even after they had the good end of the season. And I think that a lot of people went from being tolerant to genuinely excited. Now, granted, Louisville still has to play the games. But in the offseason, building up hype, you're looking to build the juice for the program, increase season ticket holders, and um, ultimately find some stability. You got it. You got it in Jeff Brom. You got a new head coach, so the stability aspect of it automatically, that box is checked off. However, and this is the main thing here, is that you have a fan base going from sort of being anxious about year five of Scott Satterfield, seeing what's going to happen because you don't want things to implode, but you know how successful is successful enough for Satterfield to get a year six? And what if the offense doesn't look more inspiring? What if the defense has the same struggles, Louisville wins seven games and he's back for year six, and it's sort of a perpetual cycle of maybe you know being tolerant? And I think now, you sorry, my allergies are completely messing with me. Um, you go from being tolerant to being genuinely excited. It's like a breath of fresh air. You you exhale. Um, just whew, you finally have a coach that you feel like wants to be here for the long haul, and he brings an exciting brand of football. And that's something that a lot of fans are definitely excited about. So I think that in that situation, this was a best-case scenario for Louisville. Best realistic-case scenario. I mean, you could say, oh, well, they could hire Nick Saban or they could hire Kirby Smart or whoever. you got to be realistic, right? I mean, obviously nobody thinks that, but there's always one in every crowd that says, well, they could have done this or they could have done that, realistically speaking. And I think that uh, Louisville is in the right spot moving into 2023, but it was kind of further proven with how he uh, spent the first couple months on the job. Louisville had one of the best transfer portal classes in the country. That is going to be key for this upcoming season, and we'll talk about that here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. Um with more and more opportunities with employment that you need to get filled, I understand that hiring for a small business can really be tricky in a lot of instances, and every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager. Well, look no further. LinkedIn Jobs is the place to go. What you can do is you can create a profile, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame. You get access to simple screening tools like screening questions. They make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in developing quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com 
slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This offseason was a very eventful one. Obviously, early December, Jeff Brom takes over. But it seemed like people were sort of almost writing the offseason off because they felt like, well, you know, Jeff Brom just got into the position. It's hard to create a ton of expectations and hold him to it because he just got the position. He's got to build those relationships and it might take a little while for him to, to get the players he wants in this program. And what happened? The exact opposite. He went in and got one of the top transfer portal classes in the country. And we'll talk about roster retention here momentarily and how he kept a lot of this roster together. But he went out and he addressed this team's needs and then some. I mean, if you look at what he did via the transfer portal, this program added 25 transfers to this team for next season across both sides of the football and completely addressing depth and needs at every position. We'll quickly look offensively speaking. Uh, The main thing was finding someone to replace Malik Cunningham. And what he did is he went out and he got three quarterbacks that said, hey, look, one of them will. Probably Jack Plummer from California, a player that had played for him before at Purdue before he transferred to the West Coast. Veteran guy that just came off of his best season of his career. And then you went out and you got a a player like Harrison Bailey, who transferred in from UNLV, um, and also Brady Allen, who was with him at Purdue, highly ranked four-star guy in the 2022 class. So you have some... Pretty solid quarterbacks, both for now and for the future. And that was the main focus. You also needed some help at the running back position, filling out depth. You went out and you got Keewan Brown out of the 2023 class, but you also went into Wisconsin and got Isaac Garendo from the Badgers program. Solid depth piece there. Completely overhauled the wide receiver position. Multiple players that he brought in are projected to have pretty significant seasons. Um, Jamari Thrash from Georgia State, Kevin Coleman Jr. from Jackson State, Jimmy Callaway, Tennessee, Jaden Thompson, Cincinnati. Four guys that likely will all play a role for this team in some capacity in the fall. Jamari Thrash is going to be one of the best receivers in the ACC. Kevin Coleman Jr. is a he's a home run threat. Uh, Jaden Thompson, Jimmy Callaway, two players that I think could really succeed in this offense. Went out and got Joey Gatewood of to play the tight end position. Something that I liked to what Scott Satterfield did, but you still felt like the team never had enough depth. Jeff Brom went out after the spring game and added over four offensive line transfers to this group because he saw you said, you know what? We need some experience. They went out and they got Trevante Sylvester from Houston, Lance Robinson from Houston, Eric Miller 
from Purdue. Um, you got uh, some of the other guys, Vincent Lamia from Duquesne, Willie Tyler from Rutgers, uh, John Paul Flores you got from Virginia back in the fall, or I'm sorry, back in the winter. So offensively speaking, you did what you needed to do to have one of the best offenses on paper for Louisville since probably 2017 for the Cardinals. Uh, I'll say overall, maybe even a little bit before that, um, you know, overall looking at the offensive line, but 2017, probably the best offense on paper since 2017. And then you turn it over to the defensive side of the ball. Louisville lost a bunch of players on defense. Yaya Diaby, Yasir Abdullah, both went to the NFL draft. Kittrell Clark to the NFL draft. Um, Monty Montgomery and Dorian Jones both entered the transfer portal. You lost Kendrick Duncan Jr. You lost Chandler Jones. So you had to replace a good amount of veteran leaders on that defensive front. What did you do? You went out and you did just that. You replaced Yaya Diaby with Stephen Heron from the Louisville area, veteran guy who played uh, a handful of years at Stanford. You added to your defensive line, both via the high school ranks, but also via the transfer portal, Jeffrey Clark from uh, Georgia State, a player that could see some time this year for the Cardinals. You went out and you helped your edge with Rodney McGraw from Penn State, like I mentioned, Stephen Heron as well. Um, linebackers, you kept um, you know guys like Jalen Alderman, TJ Quinn, so on and so forth. You also got a guy like Keith Brown from Oregon who's going to play a big-time role for this team. Defensive backs is where Jeff Brom absolutely balled out in the portal. Listen to this group of defensive backs that he brought in. I just want to read them off to you. Marcus Washington, former top 200 player in the 2022 class from Georgia. Marquise Groves-Kilbrew, former top 200 player in the 22 class from Texas A&M. Storm Duck, UNC to Penn State to Louisville. All-ACC selection. Cam Kelly, North Carolina to Virginia to Louisville. Former All-ACC selection. Um, moving on along, Gilbert Frierson, Miami to Louisville. 100 career tackles for the Hurricanes. Um, moving right on along, Devin Neal from Baylor. Just had his best year, over 40 tackles for the Bears a couple years in Dave Aranda's defense. So, overall, you did what you needed to do. You capitalized with the opportunity to hand. You had the scholarships available. You had the playing time available. But not only that is when you did feel the starters, when you did feel the um, the too deep when you did feel the needs on the team, you went out and you added more. And it's already showing that depth needed, unfortunately, because MJ Griffin, it was announced that he is out for the season with a leg injury. So Cam Kelly, Devin Neal, two of the guys you brought in will be contending for that starting spot. That's why depth is huge because it's a long season. Is a, it's a physical sport, so you have to do what you have to do to um, make sure that you check off all the boxes in terms of depth. So he had a very good transfer portal for the Cardinals. Sorry, just sneeze right there. I'm telling you, my allergies are going absolutely nuts right now, um, so I do apologize. I tried to mute it as much as I could, but 
Let's talk about the roster that he kept together, the recruiting class that he kept together. We'll do that here momentarily. I do want to thank you all again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. Okay, so heading on into the final segment of the show, going to try to keep it together allergy-wise, but um, talking about why getting Jeff Brom was the best-case scenario for this past Louisville offseason. Program morale, job security, um, overall um, vibes with the program, transfer portal additions, roster and recruiting class retention is the third reason. If you look at who Louisville lost, they lost to Monty Montgomery, who went to Mississippi. That was probably going to happen always. I mean, it wasn't going to matter who the head coach was. You lost Dorian Jones to Cincinnati. You lost Luke Kander to Cincinnati, KJ Cloyd to uh, Miami. Um, so, you have a situation to where you didn't lose a lot of guys on this team. I mean, you lost the majority of your players to the NFL. But Jeff Brom and company, now granted, Ben Perry entered the portal. Derek Edwards III entered the portal. And both ended up taking their name out of the portal and coming back to the Cardinals program. That's huge, especially Ben Perry, because I think he's going to be one of the best defenders on this team and a potential ACC level player. So you keep the most or the majority of this roster together in your first year when you join the program in December. It's not like, I mean, a lot of these players were blindsided by Satterfield leaving. So, you know, there's a lot of emotions there. It's not like they knew that there was going to be a head coach change, so they're going to give it a chance. You had to sort of just play it by ear and um, do what you could to convince the players to stay. So, ultimately, um, he did a great job of that. Another thing is, but here's the thing, you're going to lose some players. In the era of the transfer portal, it's going to happen. Every program lost players, pretty much. Not only did Louisville win the transfer portal because they brought in a lot of players, but they didn't lose a lot of players. So it's not like they had, it was like a, a backfill situation where, okay, you brought in this player, but it's sort of like a... Um, it, it, it's sort of a neutral addition because you were actually replacing this player. Well, you brought this talented player in, but this guy left, so it's like filling that spot is you are building on the roster that you have by adding the players that you brought in. So that's the key for the Cardinals for me is roster retention, doing that not only coming off of a head coaching change in December, an unexpected one at that, but also in this Uncharted territory that is this new transfer portal era. Extremely solid. Now, the recruiting class, you lost Ruben Owens. That was tough. And um, it is what it is. I mean, you're going to lose some players in the in the class. Um, but I am really under the belief that Loba was going to lose DeAndre Moore Regardless, I thought Moore was going to go to Texas regardless if Satterfield or Brom was the coach, so I don't hold that against Brom. Um, and then you have, I forget who else, um, Jaden Davis ended up going to Cincinnati, and I think 
a couple other ones did as well. Actually, I know a couple of other ones did as well. But it is what is you kept players like Pierce Clarkson, Madden Sanker, Stanquan Clark, Adonijah Green, Jalil McClain, William Fowles, etc. Extremely solid class. And then you went out and you got a guy like Wu Spencer, four-star level guy from this area. Sadiq Clemens from Henderson County, Micah Carter from St. X, you immediately helped out local recruiting. You immediately went out and got a, a running back in Kiwan Brown, offensive lineman um, in Joe Crocker. You kept Luke Burgess as well. So I think that when you look at this offseason as a whole for the Louisville Cardinals, it's truly hard to argue that this isn't a best-case scenario offseason. Because you got the head coaching hire that you wanted. A lot of people still wanted Brom, no matter how much they admitted it or not. I was in that same boat. But you got Brom. You are now you know, building that momentum throughout the offseason. You added a lot of pieces via the transfer portal. You retained a good amount of the roster, especially most of the guys that are projected to contribute. And you held on to most of the 2023 recruiting class, Flyville 23. So I'm extremely excited for this season, but I wanted to reiterate that this offseason was a monumental one for the Cardinals. Um, And I'm excited to see how this lays the foundation for seasons to come. So that is going to wrap up today's episode of the show. To find the show on all streaming services and platforms you can check out this graphic now